up everyone it's jlp the host of mastering singlehood podcast and i'm coming to you with a special edition of the mastering singlehood podcast y'all i understand that many of us we could feel the tension that is going on in our world but as believers i just wanted to come with this word um with this reminder um that jesus is the prince of peace and i know a lot of us know that because it's from scripture um it's been it's been taught to us you know you've heard it many times in sermons of course jesus is the prince of peace but i want for us tonight to really meditate on that meditate on that and one of the the reasons why i came on this podcast tonight is that i want for you all to understand why indeed he is the prince of peace now we understand that our lord he died and he was resurrected right from the grave and he is alive today amen um but another thing that i want for us to bear in mind is this and for us to have a better understanding let me just go ahead and read the definition of prince apart from it being you know a male ruler i want for us to hear this specific definition and this is a definition that i want for you all to pay attention to it says prince is a ruler of a principality or a state listen y'all jesus is the prince of peace because only he gives true peace no one could ever actually experience peace apart from the lord everyone everyone listen without christ may feel a sensation of peace but that is but for a moment because you see the way that the world puts peace it is not the same peace that we know as believers why is that why am i coming with all of this and you know why is that you say the thing is guys Jesus did not leave his peace with the world. He left it with the church. He left it with us. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, if you are a believer in Yeshua Hamashiach, you are not just someone who experiences peace, but you live, you be, you you are a being that moves in the state of peace. You inhabit the state of peace. It's not that you experience peace momentarily, but you experience peace because that is the eternal mood that the Lord has left you with. At the end of the day, what the Lord is saying to us in scripture is that his peace is not in this world. And this world that we're living in, no matter how much we badly would love for it to have peace, it will never have peace. And one of the reasons that I'm so sure of that is because Jesus himself is coming again to bring order and peace but not even in this world that he's going to do it but he's going to be judging this world so that way he can in fact reestablish a new earth and a new heaven. And so sometimes we are so much of a you know we are a passionate people. We love unity, we love diversity, we love to stand up for our rights and for our freedom. But if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you have to bear in mind what peace are you trying to embrace? What unity are you trying to um convey or what unity are you trying to um form in the in, in society? Is it unity the way that the Bible puts it 
Or is it unity that is against God or that is against the word of God? And so we have to understand at the end of the day, Jesus said that we would overcome the world because he already overcame the world. And so I want to leave you all with this, right? I believe in this season, all of us can agree that this year is nothing like we expected it. And some of us, we despise this year. We feel bitter about this year. But I want to encourage and challenge you to look at this year with a new lens, to look at it from a different perspective and say, perhaps this is this is a timeout that the Lord is giving both the church and the world. But specifically for my brothers and sisters, I'm speaking to you tonight. Maybe this year of 2020 is our timeout. So that way we can reassess ourselves. I believe right now the church is not united the way that it ought to be. And I believe that God is wanting us to unite once and for all under the leadership of Jesus Christ. Not under the leadership of a man. Not under the leadership of a woman. Not under a leadership of a, a organization or brand in society. But under the leadership of Jesus Christ. And I strongly believe when we unite under the leadership of Jesus Christ, when we go back to the basics of the gospel, when we go back to our foundational roots in the Lord, then we will begin to see greater miracles. We will begin to see all of the things that God himself prophesied that the body of Christ would do in the last days. Whether you like it or not, we are living in the last day. Whether I like it or not, I am living in the last days. And we cannot put our hope in the world and society. We cannot even put our hopes in policies. But the only place we should put our hope and trust in is the Lord. Only God has authority to save souls and to change lives. And we have to understand, if we ever, if we ever are going to be about change or experience change or usher in change, we have to make sure that God himself is our ruler. We have to make sure that we are led by the Holy Spirit and that Jesus Christ is not only Savior of our lives, but Lord, the Lord of our lives. Many of us Christians today, we do not see Jesus as Lord of our lives. We see him as Savior of our lives. And I believe God is challenging us tonight. I believe he is challenging the whole world. I believe he is challenging his church to recognize and understand that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that everything he prophesied in his word, whether we like it or not, is coming to pass. But what are we going to do? If we know that his word is coming to pass, what will we do then as his children, as his sons and daughters? What it is that you're going to do from this day forward? Are we putting much of our faith in the world around us or are we putting our faith in the word of God? I want to encourage you as you're getting ready to experience another day, as you're getting ready or as you're getting ready to go to bed. I want you to understand there are certain things that we believe is good, but apart from God and apart from his will, they're actually an abomination in the sight of God. They're actually poison to our souls. And one of the things that I want to discuss tonight very quickly with you all, I want to discuss um, the story of the Tower of Babel, and it comes from Genesis 11, verse 1 to 9. 
And I'm going to quickly go ahead and read it. And I want for us to just begin to meditate on that passage. And let's go ahead and just, you know, just dialogue for a second. I know that you guys are just listening to me. But even though you can't give me a response, I just want for you, you know, to reflect on, on this passage. And to begin to really ponder on this passage. If you have your Bible, just open it to Genesis chapter 11. And we're going to be reading verses 1 to 9. And this is the story of the Tower of Babel. It says this in verse 1. Now the whole world had one language, a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone and tar for martyr. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. I want to stop right there. Right there, y'all. They said this. They said, let us make a name for ourselves. You know, I've, I've read the story of the Tower of Babel multiple times. But lately, you know, as I'm as I was just. You know, spending some time reflecting on the state of the world, on the state of the United States and everything that has happened this far in 2020, the Tower of Babel came to mind. And I believe that the spirit of God brought it to my attention. And I said to myself, all right, so why was the Tower of Babel such a bad thing? If the people united together, if it seems that they were in perfect harmony, why was it such a bad thing? Why did God ended up? You know, causing, you know, I wouldn't say confusion, but changing their language so that way they wouldn't understand each other. So that way, whatever plan that they had to make a name for themselves in this tower, that it would be destroyed, that they would not go ahead and further build this tower. And that's when it came to me by the grace of God. And that verse right there where it says, let us build ourselves a city, right? Let us build ourselves a city. And then later on in that verse, it says this. It says, we may make a name for ourselves so that we may make a name for ourselves. Listen, y'all. I want to let you know that whatever that we do apart from God, just so that we can build a platform for ourselves, just so that we can build a platform for our desires, just so that we could build something so that we can you know satisfy our longings it is not please it, it is not it's not pleasing in the eyes of God it does not bring glory in the eyes of God and so as I began to read that passage I said wow they did not think of the Lord they did not say let us build an altar for God you know like Abraham said when he built the altar of Beth- Bethel right for the Lord After the Lord had given him the word of the promise that he had for his lives. No, instead they said, let us build a name for ourselves. And I believe this is where the danger is, y'all. If we begin to idolize ourselves so much that we do not put the Lord in the forefront, we do not put the Lord's ways in the forefront, then we are in trouble. 
it's not all unity that you see that is true unity that is a false unity whatever unity that you see that goes farther and farther away from the calling that god has on your life from the calling that god has on the body of christ it is a false unity and i believe we're reaching in a season i believe we're reaching in an era where god is wanting to dismantle certain divisions certain denominations that are even in the church because instead of those things bringing us closer to God and making us really you know uh, be effective as sons and daughters of God on the earth they're bringing us farther and farther from the real unity and they're bringing us farther and farther from actually fulfilling the prophecies that the Lord has upon our lives the plans of God that he has for us And so I want to encourage you today to analyze yourselves, analyze your choices, your actions, and your intents, and say to yourself, am I following the ways of God? Am I following the word of God? Am I I placing myself higher than the Lord? Am I placing my desires higher than the Lord? Think about it for a moment and ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself, am I really seeing God as both Lord and Savior of my life, or am I just seeing Him as Savior? I believe in this season, if you are a, a true servant of God, if you are a son and daughter of God, whether you're black, you're white, whether you're Spanish, you're Jewish, God is wanting us to truly unite and that it would be a true unity, not anything that is hypocritical, not anything that is carnal. Not anything that is of the flesh, but true unity where we see him as the head of the church. For a long time, we've been wanting to be our own gods. For a long time, we've been wanting to do church our way. But I believe that in this season, and I believe as we're coming to a close, right, with the year 2020, God is wanting for us to go back to the basics and get to the root of the gospel. I hope that you were able to take something positive out of this episode. I hope that this episode is helping you to really take time to go back to the root of the gospel. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is the mission of the body of Christ? What is the mission of the church? What is your role right now in society? What is your role right now as a believer? What will you do from this day forward? I feel like we're putting so much of our trust on things of this world. When God, when Jesus said himself, we are in this world, but we are not of it. We have to be careful of when we are proclaiming diversity and unity. That it is rooted in the things of God. And it is not rooted in the things of the flesh. The reason why God didn't allow them to build the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 11 is because they were willing to build a name for themselves rather than build up his name rather than glorify his name look around you be truthful to yourself have you been building up the name of God and let us corporately as the body of Christ be true to ourselves have we the church of God the church of Jesus Christ have we been building up the name of the Lord or have we been building up our own name or have we been actually building up the name of the world more than the name of Jesus, the name above all name. This 
is just a preview of what you can expect to hear from my new series titled Going Back to the Basics, The Root of the Gospel. I recommend you to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at it's underscore underscore JLP, and as well as on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash JLP Network. And make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, JLP Network, because on that channel, we're going to be discussing this new series, Going Back to the Basics, The Root of the Gospel. This is your sister in Christ, JLP. I appreciate you all always tuning in. I'm praying for you. I'm believing the very best for you. And trust me, it only gets better from here with Christ Jesus. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, y'all. Peace out. Take care.